Caleb Love is off to Arizona, and Elliot Cadell is off to Chapel Hill. Early enrollee, it's time to talk about the Tar Heels as well as a little football action as promised. But more importantly, the Heels are starting to put things back together again, but will it be enough to get them in the top five, maybe number one spot? We'll talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack each and every day. You can find us here wherever you listen to podcasts. Download, subscribe, and make sure that you hit that subscribe button for our YouTube channel so you can see our lovely faces each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. We're rocking and rolling. We're talking through what would be a pretty predictable offseason for college basketball, but it has been anything other than for the North Carolina Tar Heels, who have seen nine players from last season's roster depart and have quite a bit of uncertainty as we don't know what this team is going to look like. But if Elliot Cadell comes in and changes and switches things up, he certainly might be the case to be the number one star, a one and done, or possibly guy who sticks around for two, saying, quote, the ball will be in my hands a lot when I'm on the floor. I will run the team as much as I can as a freshman, and I think I can really help the team win a lot of games. So he's already starting out knowing that he's going to be the ball handler. I don't know that he's met R.J. Davis just yet. I mean, I, I think that this is a situation of this young man is being groomed and told that, hey, this is your team. You're going to be the future here. And you'll get to learn from R.J. And whenever R.J. is not on the court or, you know, even at times when he is on the court, you'll be a primary ball handler. Uh, it makes sense. Makes sense. I believe he's what the number one or number two guard in this class. Like it, it tracks. You're going to tell that guy, Hey, you're going to have the ball in your hands a lot and all that good stuff. Because I mean, nine times out of 10, why would a guard go to a place where they're not a uh, top guard, at least go, go to a place where they're not going to be uh, the man right off the bat per se, or the guy um, who gets to make the decisions, gets to take the shots, all that good stuff. So we'll see how it pans out for him. I mean, I hear you, but I also think you have a team that's been to a national championship. You have a guard in R.J. Davis, who certainly has been a leader. And you also have Simeon Wilcher, who is enrolling. Um, so I think it's something that certainly keep your eyes out on who will actually be the floor general to start the season, but nothing to take away from him. But can he help compliment Armando Baycott, who has probably a really good relationship built up with R.J. already? So to come in immediately and kind of be that guy, I'll, I'll leave my my side eye to the left and the right for that one. Well, yeah, I, it's never going to be easy to come into a situation where you have an established old guard and just kind of make your way over. But I, I think that it's not so much a situation of him taking over the ball handling duties as adding it. Caleb Love was a guy who handled, who was the uh, primary ball handler at times a lot last year. And so with him gone, those responsibilities are freed up. I'm sure RJ doesn't want to set up every single play and and be the guy that gets the motion going with a pass or a drive every single time. So, you know, naturally it, it just it would make sense for uh, somebody else, be it Wiltshire, 
be it the young man that we're referencing now to come in and, and you know, kind of release some of the pressure on being the ball handler 24-7. So you have L.A. Cadeau, R.J. Davis, Simeon Wiltshire. You have Armando Baycott, Cormac Ryan, Paxson Wojcik, Harrison Ingram out of Stanford, and then Louisville's former big man Jalen Withers, as well as power forward Zayden High. How are you feeling about North Carolina's team now that this roster is becoming a little more into place in comparison to maybe the other ones around the state as well as around the conference? I don't, I don't think they're anything that special. I think that they're shaping up for a meh type of season, which I don't think that uh, – what is that young man – what is the coach's name? Hubert Davis can afford. Um, I don't think he can afford a meh season, but I think that there's incoming meh to like, oh, that was a decent season on the way. So you have the number one guard and you're saying he's going to be meh. Interesting. It's okay. I'm saying the team is going to be meh. I'm sure the number one guard is going to do number one guard things, but there is more to winning than one guard unless you have um, the second coming or something like that. And I don't think that that's the case here. Okay. Got it. Interesting. All right, so as much as North Carolina is figuring out things, we did mention Caleb Love was on his journey. He was going to go to Michigan, decommitted for Michigan, is now going to Arizona. Still trying to stay away from North Carolina, but he will be facing off against Duke this fall as he makes his return, and I'm sure he will, you know, still something about those Blue Devils that gets some riled up. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, you know, the, I'm sure he's happy to have landed in uh, Arizona, and um, I'm sure Brad Miller and company will take good care of him and he'll do great things there. Whew, it is going to be a long show. All right. We also have Blake Henson out of Pittsburgh who will be returning to the Panthers, a big addition for the Panthers as they had a fairly decent and surprising season last year. But having Blake return will certainly help as they make their quest for an ACC title. So just want to keep you updated on the basketball front. Now we talked about on last show, the uh, first offensive team for the ACC here. Wanted to make sure that we get the rest of these guys going from a defensive side and don't want you guys to be without knowing and discussing through. So first team defense, Jared Burst out of Florida State leads the pack, followed by Tyler Davis out at Clemson and our Boston College man, Mr. Donovan, as well as Dwayne Carter from Duke. Looking at these defensive linemen, what is your first take and initial thought towards them? I mean, of course, your your eyeballs are always going to go to Jared Burst. I mean, what a player. What a guy. This is a young man that, you name it, he can do it. I Particularly the game against LSU is a game that everybody rants and raves about. However, I think that the plays that he didn't make are some of the ones that stick out the most, right? The plays where he sets a hard edge and forces the ball back inside. The plays where he forces the quarterback to roll out into um, an, another defender or make a, a just a terrible throw because they're on the run, no feet set, no nothing, just pure arm talent. He dominated that game from start to finish. It was hard to find a bad snap if you watch the All-22 of every play he was on the field. It's hard to find uh, one, let alone multiple back-to-back. And he strung that together with a bunch of really good performances throughout the season. There's a reason everybody's talking about him as top 10, and he deserves every single bit of it. I love telling y'all when there's a guy that I don't see it about. This young man, I see it. 
I feel it. There is a, a tangible, there's something to what this young man does and the way that he does it, that just watching the film, if you're a D-line guy, if you're a D-line guy, ooh, it gets you excited. And of the rest of the D-line, is there any thoughts there? Absolutely. I think that this is a defensive line class that's that's pretty good. I mean, all in all, I like Tyler Davis a lot, obviously. Uh, Dwayne Carter is one that some people may argue, oh, well, I'm not sure. Let me tell you something. Dwayne Carter was a big part of why Duke was successful on defense last season. You're not going to find a ton of uh, defensive linemen like him throughout the throughout the nation, not just the league. And, and when I say that, I mean that very genuinely, not just because Dwayne Carter is a guy who has played a lot, has a lot of experience, has this kind of feel for the game that's really special, but he's also a guy that has a lot of wiggle to him, but it's also really hard to move him in the run, which is kind of surprising with his size. It's, it's kind of surprising because he's not the biggest guy. He's not a 330, 340-pound guy. And yet he just stays with good leverage, stays with good feet, rarely ever out of his gap. So I get why he was a, a uh, first team selection. As we're moving towards the start of NBA finals here, I want to make sure you guys are locked and loaded and ready to go. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000, $2,500. Couldn't even read it correctly because it's just that much money. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't when there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Kenton Gibbs helping us go through the first team defense for Athlon Sports College ACC football 2023 segment linebackers. Let's move on to them. Cedric Gray out of North Carolina, Jeremiah Trotter from Clemson, Barrett Carter from Clemson, and Peyton Wilson from NC State. For someone who's been through a lot of ups and downs, ebbs and flows here, certainly surprising. No, maybe not necessarily surprising, but the fact that he's still, still in this thing is Peyton Wilson for me. I've always talked about the fact that I will tell you when a player needs to come back, and I'll tell you when a player did your school a solid by coming back. Peyton Wilson did NC State a solid here. Um, he has very little to gain. He has put it all on tape. He has shown 100 tackle season. He has shown freakish athleticism. He has shown the motor to get to wherever the ball is. He's shown good eye discipline for the most part. Of course, no player is perfect, so there have been times where he's been out of position or his eyes were, were bad or whatever the case may be. But when his head is right, he's going to be at the ball. He is a ball-seeking missile. And uh, so if he's healthy, if those shoulders hold up, if that knee holds up, I have no doubt in, in saying that he will comfortably um, he will comfortably play up to the level of a first-team All-ACC guy, if not All-American. Certainly quite the things that need to be held up. Cedric Gray. Cedric Gray, is a, he's the best defender uh, for UNC and, and has been for uh, quite some time. He's another guy, very instinctual, very heady. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a good linebacker. He's a solid linebacker. I think having two linebackers in Jeremiah Trotter and Barrett Carter certainly speaks to what we've been considering the best of the best here in the ACC, and that's Clemson's defense. Remember when we thought that Skoski and Bowware were like the pinnacle of linebackers? Remember when we thought like, oh, it doesn't get any better than those two. Like those two are, 
you know, they're, they're everywhere. They're all over the place. I'll tell you what, Trotter and Carter have shown us something entirely different. Those two are freaks of nature. I, I, I struggle to kind of describe how good they can be when they're rolling at their highest clips because, I mean, both of them. Trotter, the NFL pedigree, of course, his father played in the league for such a long time, was so good for those Eagles. And boy, does he have everything that his pops had in his bag and more. He can come downhill and thump. He can run with tight ends. He can match running backs and coverage. But when you talk about coverage, you have got to talk about Carter. I mean, the young man, it's, it's, you can tell he's a converted safety. You can tell. He is so fluid. He moves in a way that is like, it's dynamic. It is, it is something, it is something to see every single time. Uh, I think that, that Carter, the, the only question going forward to the next level would be, can he take on uh, NFL size linemen on a regular? And I'll tell you this, anybody who has a lot of questions about that, just turn on the film. Just turn on the film. He can get under guy's chin. He can, he can, he has some pop to him. Uh, of course, you know, at times when there's a bigger lineman that gets his hands on him, he's going to get swallowed, but who doesn't? What, what, what linebacker can you name? That's really good. That doesn't. Um, but he reminds me a lot of a Roquan Smith, just a lot more athletic. I mean, he just, he's that when I say freak of nature, Barrett Carter fits that description and again, I go back to this play as long as I as long as I live, I have never seen a linebacker clean jump over a running back and redirect his body while in the air to hit the ground and just continue running. It, it's like nothing I've ever seen. So uh those two, they are they again, everything that you know, Bo Wereskowski looked like a, a phantom until a phantom actually pulled up. No disrespect to those two gentlemen who were wonderful and fantastic in their own right, but these two are just they are just it. Let's talk about secondary a little bit here. Fintrell Cypress out of Florida, the second out of Florida State, and Aiden White out of NC State. I think these are two guys, cornerback, arguably one of the hardest positions in the for the entire t- group and position groups that they that we have. Feel like Cypress, the second, and White are certainly going to be battling heavy former Atlantic division rivals, but as you move forward, who's going to be at top of the ACC this season, they're going to have to have pretty strong seasons for their respective programs. Yeah. Both of these guys are, both of these guys are going to have to have strong seasons and even going beyond um, both of these two having to have strong seasons. I think that uh, they will, these two are the type of guys that the, the old saying is the front end will affect the back end before the back end affects the front end. Meaning, your pass rushers will make your defensive backs look good before the other thing happens. But especially for Aiden White, with the loss of some of the uh, linebackers that they had, that NC State had last year, it's going to be vital for him to kind of flip that thought on his head. It's going to be vital for him to, to create some coverage sacks, really, um, because while, you know, going down to, I want to say the second or third team, Davin Van of NC State is there. It, there are going to be some times and some offensive lines that this NC State team runs into that unless Tony Gibson is legitimately every bit of the gene, defensive genius that people think he is plus some around Raleigh, there's going to be some times where they need lockdown coverage. And I think Aiden White is the guy to do that. Now, Cypress, on the other hand, um, of course, we talked about Jared Burst earlier and, and how dynamic he is and how special he is and how him getting to the quarterback can you know kind of make it easier for everybody else. But again, Cypress in his own right is a heck of a ball player. That that is a guy 
that showed last year when he's healthy, when he's right, you're going to struggle to throw the ball his way. You're not going to have an easy time in doing so. Let's talk about our safeties here. Cameron Kitchens out of Miami and Andrew Makuba out of Clemson. Clemson certainly has needed some help in the secondary position as they have struggled, I would argue, mightily this past few years. And now they have an opportunity to kind of switch and change things around and be the full, complete defense that we've known them to be in years past. Makuba was the only player that I would say was fairly consistent in that back end last year. Um, even when the, there were blown coverages and things were breaking down for the most part, you could rely on Makuba to be where he had to be a good amount of the time. And he's going to need to be, like you said, in order to instill that three levels, talent on three levels, ability on three levels, guys who are doing what they're supposed to do, having a quarterback per se, or having a leader on each level, having special talents on each level. Makuba's going to have to be that for Clemson. He's going to have to be that uh, because they're a secondary that's very unproven. They're a secondary that had, Struggled mightily, as you referred to earlier uh, at times last year. That was the Achilles heel of this team at times. If that front seven could not get home in a hurry, boy. I mean, we saw Wake Forest uh, have a, a shootout with them. And how did they do so? By kind of going max protect and saying, you know what? We're going to trust two and three man routes to beat this defense. And it did. It more often than not did. So Makuba being who he is and kind of being a stabilizing force back there and making plays, that is what is needed to, to make this uh, team be the best they can be. As we talk through more of this first and second team, second and third team guys who are must-watch, probably slept on. We certainly want to make sure that we give them full time and transparency as we roll through these lists. It's going to be a long summer full of opinions, thoughts, and way too early takes, but we certainly hope you guys will stick beside us as we do such. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere you listen, and please be sure to give us your takes and opinions and thoughts around Elliot Cadeau joining UNC, Caleb Love going to Arizona, as well as our first team defense and all the like for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.